This should be played at high volume. Vickers blocking his teammate. White flag this time. One to go. He's got to block two teammates to win it, though. One and one. He flies way up high and takes the white flag. Hello everyone and welcome to this edition of the Pit Stop. My name is Randy Pettit, your host of the program, and we are on a mission. We're on a mission to cover grassroots racing like nobody else's business. And one of the premier series in all grassroots racing got kicked off recently down at Southern National, and I have the very first winner of the Cars Tour late model stock portion at Southern National, and his name, a familiar name to race fans here in the Carolinas, Deke McCaskill of Raleigh, North Carolina. Deke, got out of the gate strong here in 2023. Uh, congratulations on a big, big win uh, down at Southern National. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on here. And uh, Yeah, it was, man. We weren't really expecting to come out the gate uh, firing that strong, but we sure did have a good car this weekend. Yeah, and I was going to ask you, um, your last event at that track was the Thanksgiving Classic. We'll roll back a little bit back to November, and Josh Berry won the Thanksgiving Classic there, and you finished fourth. And, of course, Josh, a uh, very, very tough competitor that you've went wheel-to-wheel -wheel with in the Cars Tour for a long time. Uh, you finished fourth in that race. What did you guys learn, and what did you do between November and fast-forwarding now to March where you could get out of the gate so strong and pick up the wind down at Southern National? Yeah, yeah, you're right. We just we just went to work, man. We know what we needed to do to improve on the car, and just, um, you know, we didn't make a whole lot of changes in the off-season, just, uh, just minor stuff and, you know, back and forth with my, you know, chassis builder, Marcus Richmond, just kind of bouncing off ideas on stuff to try and, and, um, yeah, we, we made the changes and it worked really well, but yeah, Josh has been mighty strong these last few years at the Turkey race and made me look bad. So I was wanting to uh, get back to the shop and get to work and see if I can get this car a little bit faster. And we sure did. Now, when you were leading in the closing stages of that race, did you happen to, to look out up through the windshield and see the little sign up there, uh, that tells all the the fans at Southern National about the Deke McCaskill grandstands. That's got to be pretty cool having a section of grandstands named after you at a racetrack. And then you showed them why they, they called it the Deke McCaskill grandstands there yeah. at Southern National. A heck of a finish for you. Talk about those closing 50 laps there and the uh, season opener for the Cars Tour. Yeah, I know. It's, um, that was quite an honor to get your name um, you know, put up there a couple of years ago. Diaz did that for me, and we've had just a you know, huge amounts of success there in the past. But you know, I hadn't won since my name had been etched in the in the on the, on the grandstands up there. So uh, yeah, it was really special to finally get that win. And you know, it's uh, the tracks changed a lot since we used to you know dominate back in like twelve and thirteen. But um, it's a different kind of uh, strategy involved. You got to do a lot of tire you know saving and. You know, we took the lead there, you know, 50 some laps to go, but you know, you, you run hard, but you're saving as well because you don't know if another caution is going to come out and you don't want to burn your tires off. So, uh, just tried to maintain that gap between me and Carson and, um, you know, try to get through lap traffic as best I could. That was, uh, pretty crazy there at the end, catching all them lap cars. And, but, uh, a lot of them guys just gave a, a, a lot of respect 
to me and Carson. Um, just a just a lot of fun. You know, just a great weekend for us. Folks, you're listening to The Pit Stop. I'm your host, Randy Pettit, a public address announcer that you have heard at one point or another across the Carolinas, Virginia. In fact, up and down the East Coast, I'm on my 114th track as one of the voices of Caraway Speedway in Asheboro, North Carolina. My guest today, the uh, winner of the season opener for the late model stock portion of the Cars Tour, uh, Deke McCaskill. And Deke, I've called a few of your races over the years, and you've always been one of those guys, a threat to win uh, pretty much everywhere that you go. Uh, that fella that was right on your rear bumper at the finish there, young Carson uh, Quapple, the 2022 late model stock champion of the Cars Tour, um, I, I hung out quite a bit with a fellow by the name of Mark Beaver, and Mark uh, is in drag racing now, along with my uh, friend Chip Lofton. They own a pro stock team together in NHRA drag racing. But for a long time, Mark Beaver was in the truck series, and his driver for many years was Travis Quapple. And uh, we had quite a few conversations about how, how underrated Travis was as a driver in, in Cups, Xfinity, and the Truck Series. Man, this young man, Carson Quapple, uh, he is a heck of a wheel man. And what were you thinking when, when you saw him in the rearview mirror uh, at that Cars Tour opener? Yeah, yeah. When he moved into second with, uh, I think, about 20 laps to go, you know, you knew he was coming. You know he had been saving. And, um, you know, Junior Motorsports is putting out some really fast late model series last few years and Carson's doing a great job with him you know he come kind of from the super late model program and jumped over on the late model stock side but he really uh, adapted to him really fast and um you know he seemed like he caught me just a little bit there but I was really focused on just trying to hit my marks not make a mistake and and get to the lap traffic and um you know I, I didn't want no lap times or nothing like that called out um just kind of put the mirror down and focused ahead but uh, I knew Carson was you know only the hundred percent and luckily we were able to come out you know on top there it seems like once we got through the lap traffic the gap kind of maintained the same so um i knew if he caught me uh would be one thing but passing me was gonna be another we just had a you know great amount of forward drive off the corner and um i knew it was gonna be tough for him to really turn up under me and and get by me there at the end well by my count that was deke mccaskill's ninth victory uh in the car store for late model stocks and uh that, that was your first one since you won at Motor Mile uh, back in uh, 2022 and another uh, pretty recent victory, uh, a, a track that I tell all the fans, man, you've got to go to Wake County Speedway. If you haven't ever attended a race there, that's a pretty cool little place. They race on Friday nights. You won there in uh, 2021. And if I read this correctly on the internet, you know how that goes. Uh, the 50th victory for the folks up at RNS race cars and, uh, they uh they put they put together a great program with those late models is that right yes sir yes sir that was their 50th and um i had no idea i didn't know it till they come over there in victory lane so that was really really special marcus and tracy richmond are uh great friends of mine um i've known marcus for an extremely long time and he's uh he has made me who i am today he has helped me out a lot um and when he started his own program a few years ago I definitely had my eye on it, and I wanted to get up there as quick as I can. And I'm uh, really thankful I did. This is our third year on our RNS chassis, and you know the notebook is a lot thicker than it was. We got a lot of great notes, and looking forward to you know getting back down to Florence next weekend and um, see what kind of car we got there. We finished tenth there two years ago, so we definitely want to improve on that finish. Yeah, and for the fans listening here uh, in the Triad area of North Carolina, uh, the Cars Tour is going to be real close to our race fans here in Winston-Salem, Greensboro, High Point area. 
Uh, we're going to have the Cars Tour coming to Hickory Motor Speedway on April the 22nd. And then uh, Robert and Jason Turner and all my good friends over at Ace Speedway uh, near Burlington is going to host the Cars Tour on uh, May the 5th. I believe that's a Friday night show. And, uh, Deke, I'm sure you've got this one circled on the old calendar. May 17th, a, a little racetrack where I started my announcing career, North Wilkesboro Speedway, uh, a very special event for the Cars Tour on May the 17th. What about going back to North Wilkesboro? Yeah, I know. I, um, unfortunately, I didn't make it there last year. We just, uh, middle of the week race was just kind of tough. We run an automotive business here in Raleigh, so we just couldn't really make it happen last year. And sitting back and watching it on television, I was like, man, I, I need to get up there because it looked like a really special event. And, but we're going to, um, we got it checked on the calendar this year. We're going we're gonna to head up there and looking forward to getting up there. They got a lot of great improvements in the infield and just, uh, I mean, the hype's going to be way up, you know, way up for that weekend uh the all-star race is coming that week and um it's gonna be really really special i'm hearing some uh really big names coming and run with us for that uh that race so um yeah that's gonna be definitely an exciting event i actually raced there in 96 the last late mile stock car race yes you did show. i was the announcer for that race i remember yeah. yes sir i was there i was a little kid and um i just barely made the race uh, through a heat race and i was like really really uh, excited to get into that show because there were some really big names there. Well, Deke, uh, don't don't feel bad. There was there's a, a a little a little fellow by the name of Dale Earnhardt Jr. just barely made the show at North Wilkesboro yeah. <laughs> at one of those late model races too. You know, back in the day, North Wilkesboro was sort of like uh, the big 300 is now at Martinsville. The Who's Who mm -hmm. showed up there, and it was a really tough race to make. Well, I hope you'll be able to hang the closed sign on McCaskill Automotive on Wednesday, <laughs> June the 28th, because we'd love to have you down at Caraway Speedway. The Cars Tour is going to be at my home track. Um, that's a Wednesday night show, and uh, uh, probably not breaking news, but I'm pretty sure that one of the new owners of the Cars Tour it has circled that on his calendar, and that's a fella in uh, his retirement year in the Cup Series, Kevin Harvick is planning on running that race on June the 28th. So I hope all the fans listening to our program will uh, make sure to come down and see us at Caraway Speedway on June 28th. We'd love to have you too, man. Another chance to mix up one of the Cup guys. Yeah, I know. That's, um, you know, Caraway is, uh, we've had some good runs there. You know, we finished second there, uh, the first tour race, and just about you know, had a chance to win it there on the last lap. And, um, you know, the 30K race last year, we were running fourth and running out of fuel in the last lap. So we've had some really Ouch. strong cars. Yeah, and I run some. We've had some really strong cars up there, and um, yeah, I used to race there um, back in '95. Um, that was some uh, when I first got in late model stock car racing. We were kind of going there to Caraway in Orange County, so uh, both yeah, great really, tracks. Yeah, yeah, really, uh, really neat to get back up there, and you know, especially with Harvick coming into town, we definitely want to, um, you know, outrun that guy because he's a uh, he's pretty strong. And we don't want to think about it just yet, but I will mention that the North-South Shootout, uh, that first weekend in November at Caraway, uh, November 4th, will also host both of the Cars Tour races again. I believe, I know at least the late model stock portion will be there. So hopefully we'll see you twice down at Caraway Speedway. Uh, final question for you here as we wrap up our first segment of the Pit Stop of this edition. Uh, can you talk just a minute about what you've seen so far with the new ownership in the cars tour i was part of the old um uh pro cup series the old hooters pro cup series and i worked with chip lofton and jack mcnelly and some of the owners uh, other owners back in the day now changing in the guard again in the cars tour uh what do you see so far and where do you see it headed 
Yeah, yeah, I see it definitely a, a lot of interest. Um, it was really cool to see Jeff Burton there this weekend and, you know, walking around and talking to the drivers and crew chiefs and just getting, uh, you know, feedback from us, um, any kind of changes, anything we can do to make this tour uh, better than what it is. We definitely don't want to make it any any worse. But, yeah, just, um, you know, the social media side of it is, is really huge. Um, you know, I got a list of interviews I got to do this week, and I've, I've never had the experience thing, anything like this before. And, you know, uh, Junior reached out to me yesterday, congratulated me, so that's really cool. But, yeah, I think the future of the series is uh, – going to be pretty big. Uh, looking forward to it next year, see what they got in store. But, you know, definitely going to miss Jack, man. I told him the other day he um, – it was really cool what he started back in 2015. Um, I was kind of at a at a dull in my, in my you know, racing path, you know, running weekly races. I was just getting kind of burnt out on it. So when he started this tour, it was just a, just a breath of fresh air for our team. And we just had a lot of fun with it since 2015. And hopefully we can keep on uh, running strong and being competitive. Yeah, I love Jack McNally, too, and he's did a lot for the sport, and uh, I enjoyed working with him both uh, on the old Pro Cup series and as a media personality in the new version. Well, Deke, congratulations getting your 2023 started uh, with the uh, season opener for the Cars Late Model Sock Tour, and we'll see you down at Caraway Speedway. And, folks, I'm Randy Pettit. You're listening to The Pit Stop, and we've got another great guest right after this break. Welcome back to this edition of The Pit Stop. I'm your host, Randy Pettit. That voice that you know you recognize, you've heard me at 114 racetracks across the country. I've been on television around the world as part of the old Hooters Pro Cup series and on the radio and the Armed Forces Network. But I'm most known for my work over at the historic Manhouse in Winston-Salem and historic North Wilkesboro Speedway. Uh, my new track home, Caraway Speedway down in Ashboro, North Carolina. And I've got a, uh, a young lady who came down there and told all those track champions and veterans, you better look out. Driver 2 is coming for you. She is part of the Drive for Diversity program, uh, part of Rev Racing. She drives a number two late model stock car. Uh, she's from Fort Wayne, Indiana, thereabouts. She's 19 years old. And she's a Leo like me, man. She's ready to roar in these late model stocks here in the southeast. Paige Rogers, our guest on this portion of the pit stop. Paige, good to see you again, and welcome to the program. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, the Drive for Diversity, uh, fans are going, okay, I've heard of that. Well, it was the pathway to the NASCAR Cup Series for three drivers, all three winners at that level, and one champion. You probably heard of the uh, Hispanic driver named Daniel Suarez. He came through the Drive for Diversity yeah. program. I actually announced his uh, K&N Series races over at the Madhouse when he was coming up the ladder. Same for Bubba Wallace, uh, the only uh, African-American driver currently in the NASCAR Cup Series. And, of course, uh, a former Cup champion and a guy that's won a lot of races, Kyle Larson, all started in this Drive for Diversity program. How exciting is it for you, Paige Rogers, um, to, to get in that program that's launched a lot of careers? It's exciting, and it's really surreal. You know, it's something a lot of people dream about, not just myself, not just people like me, but all racers. They all dream to just even have a 10% chance or an opportunity to go out there and do what I get to do. And, and now I, I'm living my dream, you know, so – it's crazy 
the opportunities and doors that this program opens for you. So I'm trying to make the most of it as well, not just sitting here complacent with what I have, but going out and trying to get more. Paige, correct me if I'm wrong, but you really, uh, you really showed your stuff and showed your moxie uh, as, as a human, as a teenager, when you hopped in your vehicle and drove nine hours from Indiana to North Carolina and literally knocked on the front door of Rev Racing and said, hey, how do I get in this program? Is that a true story? Yeah, so it actually is a funny story. Right around a year ago today, actually. So I sent out an email. I found it. I looked up the website, and I'd been following Rev Racing the whole entire year, watching their late model stuff, watching their ARCA stuff, and I was like, okay, I'm going to send out an email because they had an info email. I never got a reply back. And I was like, okay, at the time, I'm in school to be a doctor. Let's, ju let's just remember that I was in school to be a doctor. Okay. But the most logical thing I could do is just hop in my car and drive nine hours. I mean, that sounds like a great idea, not knowing if anyone's going to be there, but I'm going to drive there. <laughs> so um, I got in my car. Thankfully enough, my dad and, and uh, my teammate at the time went with me, and we we drove down, and I was like, I so I, do I just walk in? And I walked. Luckily, it was open because if it would have been closed, it probably would have been a bad day. Probably wouldn't be here today. You never know, but um, – yeah, the door was open, and that was kind of what opened the door to the opportunities that I now have in front of me. Now, Paige, back in 2020 and 2021, we had COVID-19 going around, the pandemic, and that canceled uh, the annual combine that the Drive for Diversity had to mm -hmm. scout talent and to, and to place uh, young people and minorities, ladies, on those teams that they prepare cars for. So the 2022 combine was the first one in three years, and you were a part of that combine. You must impress the right folks. So here you are. You drive the number two late model stock. Um, it's NASCAR late model stock. And I met you when you came down to Caraway Speedway, and I must say I was impressed right away. Uh, you were down there. We had a race in January. And other than maybe a little chest down there, you'd never seen the place. And nope. you wound up getting as high as third in a 75-lap late model race. And listen, we had former track champions in that race. We had some veteran drivers in that race. And you got all the way up to third. And if it were not for a uh, skirmish with a lapped car there <laughs> late, you would have certainly been in the top five. And I think you finished seventh in that race. So yes. you, you caught my eye. That was a great job. Was that your first late model race or it was one of the first couple, right? Uh, one of the first couple, yeah. I, it was the second, but I'd like to call it first and a half because the first one was just kind of. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> now, you've also had some seat time uh, in the past couple of months at another one of my favorite tracks. I've announced a few races there, New Smyrna Speedway in yes. Florida. Yes. And the folks over at Hickory Speedway uh, had, had you um, in, at their track as well. So your thoughts so far about uh, these short tracks, those are two iconic short tracks that you were able to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Yes, correct. Um, Hickory was was definitely a learning curve. We did the test as well as like we did at Caraway when we came just to get seat time. And that track, and the, I'm still getting used to these cars. Let's just preface by saying that, that I have ran every variation of late model there is to run, and these are by far the most different. Just about with every other late model, you can pick and choose a few things that pretty much correlate them. They're, they're all really similar. And these late model stocks are just their own type of different breed. So still getting used to the car itself and the way it drives and hickory is just a different track obviously you know that you've been there that right. was me, 
my first time going there, first time laying eyes on the track, first time walking on the track and the abrasive rough surface. And there's just so many components to that day that was different for me. But um, the team, Rev Racing, and the people who work on my cars make that transition as smooth as possible each and every time. They've, they've had a lot of laps around that place. Yes, what you think about New Smyrna Speedway? That's a, another iconic short track, and I've been there several times. I remember that being uh, the long straightaways and the tight corners, uh, kind of similar to Martinsville to me. Yeah, so um, I actually got the chance to run Speed Weeks in a Pro Late model in 2021 down there. Um, a little bit out of all, our ballpark, to say the least. You probably shouldn't have been down there, but it was just a dream that – me and my dad had to go down there and run it and do that and run for 10 days and probably shouldn't have been down there. But I mean, it was one of the greatest experiences I've had in my life. We didn't run well, but you can't buy those type of memories. And we went exactly. down, uh, ran the sportsman portion of what would have been speed weeks this year. Practice day went really well. We ended up being right at the top of the board, um, all day practice day, Thursday, I felt really confident going into Friday, just had a few things to work out. And, the weekend kind of went backwards from there um, between weather and not knowing if we're going to get to race and then getting some track time that it rained and they dried off and things just kind of started to go backwards from there. But I mean, it was still a good experience. Seat time is seat time and you can't replace that, you know, especially in the off season, January, February, you don't get many opportunities to race in general. So I've been announcing racing for a long time and I think it's fair to say there's there's not a lot of lady drivers in the sport, okay? And there's even fewer really good uh, female drivers in the sport. So did you recognize that challenge when you very first started racing and look around and go, man, this is going to be tough? Yes, yes. Um, more and more I'm seeing more females get into the sport. I Like what I raced against at Hickory, I don't have that back home. Um there's me and maybe a few others that race a few different classes. We're all strung out in different classes, but very, very seldomly did I ever get to race against another female. I, I do see a need for it, and I'm trying to change that, and obviously it's working. Programs like Rev Racing have helped. You know, it Maybe not female drivers that have gone through the program exactly, but saw the program and said, okay, I can go do this, um, not just in the racing world, but in, in all formalities of life, uh, but I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the change. I love that. I, I'm happy to be part of the change. I hope some people, you know, look at me and say, that's who I aspire to be. That's the goal at the end of the day. I was going to ask you, uh, I, I know you've only been doing this a short time. Have you already gotten some uh, younger girls, uh, middle school, high school girls, maybe coming up to you and saying, hey, th you're doing what I want to do. How did? How do you do it? I actually have had a lot since the start of it, and and not only from a racing side of things. I, I think the biggest part, or one of the biggest parts of being a race car driver outside of racing is that you are a role model. And I think sometimes us as drivers, even myself, we tend to forget that, um, that there are a lot of eyes on us, old, young, everything in between. Um, but those young minds are very easily impressionable, so you have to be careful with what you do and how you say and how you act, even in times like at Caraway, I probably wanted to act a little bit different, but yeah, I've definitely, I've had a lot of people and young girls and even boys come up to me and, and want to get to where I'm going. And I'm more than happy to answer any questions they have because I want to see them there at the end of the day. I, I was once in their shoes. I know what it's like to have those big dreams. 
Well, if they're high school or college boys, they probably just want to come up and talk to you because you're really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm just teasing. But Paige, um, Paige is very articulate, too. In today's world, if you're going to be in big league racing, you got to be able to, you know, be social media savvy, savvy in front of the camera. And I noticed right away, uh, you, you don't need a whole lot of coach in that area. You've just got it. Whatever it is, you've got it. Yeah, that, that has changed over the years. Definitely probably the biggest part of racing next to technology is just how big marketability has become inside the sport. People ask me, that's when people ask me, how do you get in? I said, well, it's not just talent. It's three things. It's money, talent, and marketability. And those really are the biggest th three factors that play into making it inside the motorsports world and really in life. I mean, you have to be marketable. That's how you're going to get the job. That's how you're going to get the girl. That's how you're going to get whatever. There you go. Now, the next move for you, I guess uh, your eyes on the prize would be uh, to, to wind up maybe in the ARCA series. Is that the next step up for you if all goes well in late models? Yeah. So um, I'm trying to learn to take it slow. That's something I've been learning since I've got down here is I am very competitive spirit and I want it and I want it now, as we all do. Um, but yeah, the next step is to make it into the ARCA Menard series. But the focus and, and main focus and goal right now is to get seat time in the late model and just start to perform in that. Well, speaking of seat time, this young lady, uh, she's a driver of car number two of Rev Racing, and she's going to be racing with us down at Caraway Speedway, my home track down uh, in Asheboro, North Carolina. She's going to be down there racing again with us on April the 1st. And Paige, if we can get you up another spot or two, we'll have you on the podium there, and I'll get to interview you in front of the crowd. Sound I good? Th I think we'll be there next time. I have full faith. Well, you certainly acquitted yourself very well. Final question. Um, I mentioned earlier some of the graduates of the Drive for Diversity program, probably the three most famous graduates, uh, NASCAR Cup Series champion uh, Kyle Larson, who is Asian-American, uh, mm -hmm. Bubba Wallace, who is African-American, and Daniel Suarez, of course, who is Hispanic heritage. How would it be to be the first female graduate of the Drive to Diversity to make it all the way to the cup level? Is that your goal? Yeah, I mean, that's the goal. I obviously have drivers that I look after. Like there are definitely a lot of talents out there and people always ask the question, are you going to be the next Danica Patrick? Are you going to be the next Haley Deegan? And, and those are great, you know, inspirations in a sense, but I don't want to be the next anyone. I want to be the first someone. So yeah, being the first female to make it to that level through this program is something that is really important to me, not only for the program's history and legacy, but for my setting my own path, you know? Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my guest tonight on the pit stop. She wants to be the first Paige Rogers, and you'll get to see her in action down at Caraway Speedway on Saturday night, April the 1st. I'm your host, Randy Pettit. Thank you for listening on live local radio or finding us in the podcast form of the pit stop, and we'll see you at the track.